Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's a Non-Negotiable for Me with your hosts, Marissa and Alexis. And welcome to another Happy Hour episode. Yay! Yay. (laughs) We like the applause button. I know. (laughs) However, this Happy Hour is a sad one because I do not have an alcoholic beverage in my hand. Oh, me. I have tea. We can, I can pretend it's liquor, I guess. Is it like sleepy time tea? No. <laughs> it's just oh. tea. I like sleepy time tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tea. Okay. Well, uh, welcome again to another Happy Hour episode. If you're new here and you've never listened to a Happy Hour, essentially this is our series that we try to do on like a monthly basis where we bring on different guests to the podcast and... The name of the game is to ask them the same sets of questions, but obviously are answered by our different guests. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun concept because it really gives you a look into everybody's, you know, brain, their minds, their upbringings, things that they've learned, and how everybody can really, I guess, like have different answers for the same questions. And these questions aren't anything crazy. Like they're very basic level questions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting to see the difference in different people depending on like the state of you know the part of their lives that they're in if they're in college if they're in post-grad if they're you know have partners if they just bought a house like AJ did or living in Florida or just all these crazy things and everybody comes to the table with something different yeah and today our special guest is none other than Ped himself (laughs) hello and I will let him do his own intro of course but if you guys are in the um, book club on the Discord, mm-hmm. Pet hangs out with us sometimes. You know, I'm yes. kind of mad that you didn't come to Wine Night I'll this be last one. I'll be at the next one. <laughs> I was like waiting for him to pop in and he never did. <laughs> I was like, what the no, heck? Dude? I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. But please give us an intro to who you are. Who is Ped? You know, all of the, the normal basics, like you're speed dating for a minute with everyone. Oof. All right. Um... Hello, my name is Ped. Um, I'm a scientist, musician, and photographer here in Columbus. Um, the triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. my ADHD. I like <laughs> to try different things. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask, obviously, both of us questions along the way. Tell us your, um, what, what is your, like, scientific specialization? Uh, so I'm an epidemiologist, so it's a study of diseases. Um, I primarily focus on, like, overdoses and mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. sad things mm-hmm. um but i love what i do so it's yeah. really nice and then the musician give us more on that yes uh music has always been an emotional release for me um so i always like whenever i'm feeling something i'll go in the studio i have a home studio that i record in occasionally i put it out um i've been really bad at putting it out over the last mm-hmm. few years but mm-hmm. this year i'm getting back into it good oh yeah um, i need so more live shows to go to oh yes for sure for sure give us like a hint at not that you have to like you know spit bars but i need to know <laughs> what are what are some topics of things that you're writing right now Ooh, i actually wrote a song today oh <laughs> uh, it's on more of a rock vibe because one of my friends he recorded like this little guitar and he's like hey what do you think of this? And I'm like, yo, like this is really cool. So we recorded to it, and we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But I'm happy with it. Is Ped in his Taylor Swift era of genre be. hopping? Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> wow. I've played guitar since like sixth grade. I just never used it in my music. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Give it. What is the topic on? 
Um, or like, is it about love? Is it about so, heartbreak? Is it about <laughs> what is it about? I don't like that. My problem is I don't write happy music. Um, that is this very one true. is more. Okay. Yeah, it's more on the sad vibe. It's more on the the main character in the song is a guy or a person who's been through a breakup, but like find somebody else who's very similar to his previous situation, but he's just addicted to that, like, thrill. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Like yeah. wanting to fix people? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love sad music. I love it. Uh, yeah. It's the As best you would music. love. But I was about to say, some of your sad music, though, isn't sad feeling. It's sad yeah. lyrics. Exactly. Like, they can still be very, like pump up yes. and until you like read it and you're like oh shit yeah. <laughs> but you can like vibe to it and think this is like oh this is good and then you're yeah. like wait a second is he okay <laughs> <laughs> it was a running joke in the music group i was a part of where they're like pet are you okay like, and i'm like yeah kind of <laughs> no but yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay i love it i love it and then you said what was the third thing photographer yeah give us more um, on that I've been in photography for a very long time. Um, I'm just really bad at using social media, so posting it has been an issue. But this year, I've made a, a, a I've made it a goal of mine to post every single week, post a different series, different group of photos that I've even taken in the past or gone out and taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been going really well so far. Good. Yeah. You can do a little selfless plug. What is your photography yeah. Instagram? Ooh, photography Instagram is Ped Paul Photography. There we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. Okay, there's your occupation. Give us more, more details. Ooh, uh, I'm a lover of plants. I, I want my house to be more plant than walls. Um, What's I, your favorite plant right now that, in your house? I just got one of the little, like, the money tree ones. Oh. Yeah, so... That one, and then I've got like a jade plant that I brought back from like almost dying. <laughs> so that's... I was about to say, at work we sell at my coffee shop. We sell a whole bunch of plants from a local business in Columbus. The Plant Gaze. I don't know if you've been there, Mm-mm. but um, so we buy like our plants from them, and then obviously like we try to sell them because they're not in New Albany, but still Columbus. And yeah. I have made it my life's mission to like take care of these. Like they're my children. When I first started working there, I was like, who takes care of all the plants? And they're like. I mean, we kind of just water them whenever we can. I was like, no, 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 I would do it. <laughs> so now I water them, you know, frequently and I check on them all and I like prune them all and I take care of them. And we had a money tree and it like every leaf on it was dead. And so I had Aww. to take it all off and it was just like the bark of like the, I don't know what to call it, the trunk of it essentially. And I've still been watering it. It's been like three months or two months or something like that. And it finally sprouted its first leaf. Wow. And I'm like, ah, I've never been so proud. <laughs> But we have a pathos here that I don't think we've watered in like six months. But I really take care of the plants at work. (laughs) It's a start. It's a start. (laughs) It is. It is. What else? Give us like two things. You love plants and... Uh, Music. Yeah. I'm always listening to music. Okay. Who's your favorite artist right now? (sighs) That's a really hard question. What did you listen to today or most Um, recently? So there's like this artist I found through Instagram called Quail P. Uh, I've been listening mm. to him heavy lately. I have not seen him. Mm-mm. He's like, he what's the takes, genre? It, it's like new school R and B. I would say because oh, he takes okay. like the sound of a guitar and puts somebody who has auto tune on their voice onto the guitar. It's wonderful. Sounds interesting. Trippy. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful though. Interesting. I like okay. it. I like it. Yeah. What's your sign? 
I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm okay with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's always hit or miss, you know? Yeah. Cohen's a Gemini. That's like his red flag. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't gotten along with Geminis in the past. (laughs) So, sorry to all the Geminis listening to this. (laughs) I'm trying to think of all the other things. Oh, obviously, which kind of gives us into the next question, though, is you went to Ohio State. Yes, I did. What did you major in? What did you minor in? Anything Um, like that? At Ohio State, I majored in strategic communication, minored in public health. Okay. And did you like it? Ohio State or the major in minor? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, I like the major and minor. They were pretty cool because um, I met with a really cool advisor before he left. And he's like, hey, pair these two things together because I think they'll go really well together and people don't do them. Um, and I did. And it's clearly worked out well for me. Yeah. Um, Ohio State is a place. It was cool, too. It's like, a place. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's a place, you know, it was cool. I had lots of good memories there. Um, they had a good party scene, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alexis also went to Ohio State. Obviously, we were in the same sorority and whatnot, but you two never met. No. no. We never crossed paths. No, this is our It does first take time us meeting. into our second question, though, of impressions. So even though you've never yes. met Alexis, you've listened to episodes. Yeah. And what is your first impression of Alexis? Uh, you seem super chill. Like, chill in the way of, like, being a good person to be friends with. Because, like, when they need chaotic energy, you'll provide it. (laughs) But also, if you need them to be chill, you will also do that. Wow. I... Accurate. Thank you. That's so kind. And (laughs) I like to think that I am exactly all of those things. So I do really appreciate it. I am surprised I give off that energy, though. (laughs) On the chaos and the neutral chart, you're just, like, a chaotic neutral. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for that. All the way. All the way. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who didn't know or don't know, which probably everybody, because why would they know? um, But Pet and I went to high school together. Yes. And it was my second high school because we did this on the whole who knows me better thing. I went to three of them. (laughs) (laughs) My second high school is where Pet and I like first crossed paths. So what was your first impression of high school Marissa? Uh, you minded your business. Like, I'm pretty sure I met you in, like, a history class or something. And you were, like, people were being chaotic. And you were just being there, like, minding your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the, like, I was only at that school for, what, like, a semester. Yeah. Like, half a year. Yeah. And I also knew that going into it. So I really did, like, mind my business. Yeah. And I was, like. But it was wonderful. Like, I made connections. But I wasn't there to, like, make deep connections. Like, I was acquaintances with a lot of people, or, like, I knew people, but then I was just, like, I know I'm leaving, so I'm not going to get, get, like, what is the word? Attached. Attached to yeah, anyone. <laughs> yeah, and that's valid, yo. Like, you were there, you're like, I'm here to school, I'm going to mind my business, and I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't even remember anything, like, ab- about Worcester at all. I'm not going to speak badly. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm not asking it to, but I don't remember anything. Like, I remember the school because I came from a smaller school. Yeah. I came from Norway, which was, like, all, one hallway. Yeah. And then I went to Worcester, which was, like, a maze. I felt like a mouse in a maze. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything, and it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then y'all have – I say y'all like I didn't go there, <laughs> but y'all have a fucking – also from my small school – you just go into like one little line in the lunchroom and they do the little like plate thing. It's like normal lunch. I show up at Worcester and it's like 
like mall style, yeah. like where you like food court style, and you can oh. like choose where you wanted to go to lunch, and like there's yeah. an ice cream cart, and like what? It was just wild, wild. Yeah. yeah, Worcester had a lot of wild things for lunch. Like you go in, and there's so many choices, you'll get overwhelmed. Wow. But then lunch was also like ten minutes. Yeah, and like <laughs> you couldn't get through any line and eat your food in enough time. Yeah, I wow. was so overwhelmed. Yeah, I can't blame you there. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, aside from high school, Marissa, then, obviously, we crossed paths again in college. Yes. And wasn't that at the magazine? Yes, yeah. We both worked for the magazine. They're like, hey, we're going to bring in this girl. Uh, she makes videos, et cetera, et cetera. And then they brought you in, and I'm like, oh, I like, I'm positive I know her. And yeah, it was... Hold on. Our <laughs> mic's just disconnected. Did you hear that? Yeah, you also not cut, out. Noise? cut out. <sighs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, something just happened where I, like, I heard my... Mike just or my headphone goes. Oh uh, no! And it like stopped recording. You guys, like, everything you guys the same. like There's like a slight delay between when I speak and when I hear, so mm. I've got mm. one of them off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys like froze for me. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> How big is Worcester? Um, I think our graduating class was like 300. My school was bigger than that, and we had shit lunch. What no, the we... hell? <laughs> Worcester just has money. They've got money. Oh. Yeah. So does Finley. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, Worcester pours in money, but then we also had, like, Triway's money, and then <laughs> no, Poor Triway, money. though. Why do we have all their money, and then they had yeah, nothing? <laughs> they had nothing. Their school shut down for a year, so they had to move to our school. <laughs> and then we were just chilling. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, also, you no, guys Worcester are sideways right now. Sorry. Why is it unsuccessful? Am I sideways for you guys? You are. I turned my phone, so hold on. Oh, okay. I'm trying to reconnect my stuff so that, like... There we go. My mic... Why won't it... Is it not going to let me charge them while I'm using them? That seems ridiculous. Does it not? It might not. I'm like over technology today. <laughs> Maybe this cord doesn't work. <laughs> I'm so confused. It went up a percent. I know. So <laughs> I'm like, why isn't it working? I don't know how long 9% is going to last me. It'll last. I think it'll last. We're gonna try it. You can hear me again? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I forget where we left off on. The magazine. If you wanna restart that part. Yeah. So we met or not met, but we crossed paths again in college. Well, I think it was my sophomore year. And because I started working for, like, quote-unquote, interned at 614 614 Magazine, magazine, which is, like, a little Columbus magazine. And I we, like, sat – I came into a room or something, and Ped was in there. We both were just kind of, like, 
do I know you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't remember. I was only there for like a hot second too. Yeah. I left shortly after that as well. Yeah, but we, we ended up working together. We went around, like, recorded some videos, and okay. um, I would shoot photos and write, like, articles for them. Yeah, and I yeah. tried to help them with video stuff, but then, I don't know what happened. I just left. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody true. left. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone left. Like, even our editor left. Yeah, and we were oh like, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. But it was fun. And, yeah. like, the magazine's still going, so obviously it's not like we were, like running the show by any exactly. means but we were yeah. just little little interns <laughs> but yeah then we crossed paths again there and had no idea and then we've like stayed in contact since yeah yeah we started hanging out and we ended up like doing a bunch of things in college together and what is your okay. college impression of me then high school versus college oh well in college you had energy like <laughs> you you didn't have any energy in high school but in college you're like ready to go like yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Love it was that. a vibe. Because, like, you've always been someone who's also always busy, so you've always got things on your schedule, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still still accurate. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I want to have, we need to find guests to come on, Alexis, that you're bringing to the table, okay? Okay. everybody that I brought <laughs> onto this, nobody's met you. I know. I know. I'll bring the next one. I put it in right now that I'll do that. But I'm surprised that we've never met. Like, I'm surprised that yeah. we haven't crossed paths because of Marissa. Yeah. That is interesting. Well, I feel like, hmm, I'm trying to think why. Yeah, why? I mean, you were like, in, like, the... I feel like some of your friends joined us out for your birthday ones. Was she with that group or No. No. Because I didn't meet her yet. Okay. Because okay, that okay. was my 21st. I wasn't yeah. in my sorority. Or like I just rushed or something. I don't remember. Okay. But I wasn't in my sorority when I turned 21. And so yeah, we all went out for my 21st birthday. That was fun. Yes. yes we'll post pictures. <laughs> I still laugh at the one of you like creeping in the background. That like I had no idea you were there. It was kind of scary <laughs> when I turned around. But yeah, that was... I well, feel like it was just because we had different like maybe things had, going on. Like I was in sorority life versus I would yeah. always see you at like your shows yes. or like things that you had going on. Yeah. When did you graduate from Ohio State? 2018. Okay, that's why. I didn't join the sorority until 2018. Mm, yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. sense. Okay. And then okay. I graduated 2020, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just Clicked. miss each other. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So now it's not my fault. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the meat yes. of this podcast. Your non-negotiables, if you will. I did send all of these questions over as I do to every guest so that they can prepare. Some choose to prepare and some don't. I think Allison just like freeballed it when she hopped on here. And then there's other folks with anxiety who like need to know what the fuck's going on before they get on the podcast. And that's yes. Ped. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I love it. So I'm so excited to hear all of your your answers here. Alexis, do you want to kick us off? Yes. Okay. First one is what are the non-negotiable parts of your day or your weekend? So like things that are a must for a good day. Um, I have to have my headphones. Like, okay. I don't even go to the grocery store without my headphones because the, the grocery store is, like, really loud to me. Mm. Um, so having the headphones on, I'm either listening to a podcast, a book, or music. That has to be how I start my day. 
Which Ped was asking me about the AirPod Maxes. Do you yes. like yours, Alexis? I love them. Get yeah. them. Yeah, we have I'm matching ones. He was literally looking them up on Amazon before we started recording. <laughs> um, get them. Get matching ones with us. Because they're nice. Yeah. They're so nice. I'm looking, looking at the, at the pink, pink ones. ones. Oh, even better. Go exactly. That's, I was tossed between them. I was like, oh, I just want one of each. One pink, one green ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, headphones all headphones, day, every day. Yeah, all day, every day. Um, I also have a water bottle. Um, Your emotional support water bottle. Yes, because like... I'm bad at drinking water yeah. unless it has a straw. <laughs> what is the brand of your choice? Um, Let's get into this heated debate. I don't remember the brand, but okay. it's the one where it has all of the like um, the national parks on it, and you put a sticker <gasps> on it when oh, you visit yeah. them. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay, that one's okay. cute. This is a reminder yeah. to everyone to wash your emotional support water bottle as well. Yes. Yeah, they need taken care of too. They need yes. self care days. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking you're gonna be like, I love Stanleys or Wallas or Hydro Flask or Yetis. No. Hey, or like the, whoa, whoa! You know, those. Don't diss a Walla <laughs> like that, okay? I'm not dissing it. I just was waiting for one of the like mainstream yeah. brand names. He came in with Nalgene. So I like it. I know. I like it. Yeah, no. I just I got it as a as a either birthday present or a Christmas present a few years ago, and it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I should Very get one cool. for the bus. Yeah. Yes, you won't regret it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> what else? We got headphones. We got a water bottle. Um, honestly, those are my two things that I need. So if nothing day. else happens during your day, like, you're going to have a good day with your headphones and your water bottle. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So you're not like, you don't have like a caffeine addiction or anything. You don't need nope. your coffee. No, nah, caffeine puts me to sleep. It's the ADHD. ADHD. Yep, it's the ADHD. <laughs> I'll get caffeine on like a Thursday or a Friday because I'm at the office yeah, and there's a Starbucks yeah. down the street and I get bored. Okay. But other than that, no. Mm, okay. I like it. Yeah. Do you read every day or like nothing? There's no other like thing I do that my you audio have to books. do every day? Audio books. And, that's and your headphones. Through, yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. A simple life. <laughs> yeah. Very simple. Very simple. Okay. Well then let's talk about dating, mm-hmm. which hot topic. <laughs> I want to know your non-negotiables for dating whether it could be like dating apps like red flags right away the non-negotiables that you need to see or qualities that you have to have or qualities that you don't want in a partner yes um i need open communication in a partner like i want us to have a safe space where we can communicate things whether it's good things or bad things and we still have the the floor to share Mm -hmm. you know without fear of like retaliation retaliation, judgment like you know, I want, if you've got a problem with me, I want you to feel that you can actually bring it to me and we mm-hmm. can discuss it rather than being in fear, thinking we're going to get into an argument or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So you want that good, like trust foundation. Yes. That, you know, oozes comfort exactly. in communication. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I like it. Um, confidence is also nice. Mm. Um, no one said that yet. <laughs> I, because like. I love confidence. Mm-hmm. That's like I agree. I I'm a like, like if you if you're not oozing confidence, I'm not drawn to you. Yeah, you literally. Like I want you to feel powerful in who you are. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I'm so shocked that nobody else has kind of said that. I know. Yeah. That's and maybe really it's just they one. haven't thought about it. Do you like confidence, Alexis? Um, I do like confidence, but I like a quiet confidence. Like I. 
I like to the be humble the confident. Yeah, I like to be the loud one in the room. So I like it when they can like be confident and like like you know yeah humble confidence. They you like it if they're confident also in you and they yes. let you be that loud one in the room and yes. they feel confident in like claiming you and not being embarrassed. Yeah, and also just like how do I want to word that? Like when they're in private, like they are able to like stick up for themselves and like do those things, but it doesn't have to be like in every single environment. Like they know when to pull it back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even in like the workplace, I know we're talking about dating, but I can pick out someone who's like not confident and I, it's not that I hate it by any means, but I'm just like, especially if you're a manager, if you're in some sort yeah. of like position of power in a, in a job and you're not confident, I'm like, I don't, I don't it's one of my like icks. Like, yeah. I just, how did you get here? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, weird or if anybody else has noticed that. But, yeah, I love confidence as well in, like, friends, but also definitely yeah. partners. Like, and you can be confident in your own thing. It doesn't yeah. have to be the same thing. But just be confident. Yeah. I just, like, own who you are, you know? Like, don't be like, oh, well, mainstream says I'm supposed to be like this and I'm not like that. Like, no, just be you mm-hmm. and be proud of who you are. Like, Absolutely. That gets me. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other non-negotiables for your dream partner? Mm. Open-mindedness is cool. Mm. Um, Just because... Just be open-minded about travel or open-minded about different cultures or things like that. Like, you don't have to try everything, but be open to those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't you can't knock it till you try it. Exactly. Like just try it once. You can hate it, but at least try it. Or don't ridicule another culture or another group of people based on how they do things just because it's different than how you do it. Yeah. I was about to say, like, and everybody can feel differently on it, but for myself, I if you're not gonna try it, you at least like you said, can't be mad that other people do it. Yeah. Or anything like that. It's like it makes sense for other people or other groups or other cultures. That's like that's it. You just, yeah. you don't have to understand it. It just, exactly. you just let it be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Those are three good ones. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what about like red flags? Red flag for me on a dating app. Cause mm-hmm. I had a little stint where I was on dating apps. Of um, course. And if in their, if in their little spiel, they're talking poorly about their ex, that's a red flag to me. Do Only people do that on dating apps? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've come across profiles that's like, oh, uh, I've only been with X type of person. So blah, Not blah, Not looking blah, for blah, that. Blah. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh. there's no place here for that. <laughs> oh you know? my gosh. And, and to me, it if you can only talk negatively about your ex, like that tells me you're lying because you were together for a reason. So there were positives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And both people had to have had negatives so there's no reason to shit talk your ex on a post trying to find somebody new wow that is wild to put that on your fucking profile yeah yeah interesting um i think on another episode someone had mentioned like always in like a group of three or a group of four like Mm, like, i don't want to have to hunt to figure out which one looks like the name on the profile to me that is also a lack of confidence it is because you're not confident enough in how you look yeah yeah and that is immediately yeah no like just a swipe because you're not using that confidence i get throwing group pictures in there because you're like oh look at me and my friends yes Mm -hmm. but i need to see you mm -hmm. like 
Give me you and your passions and your hobbies. Like really tell the story of you. Yeah. Exactly. And if your story of you is only contingent on like other people. Yeah. Who are you? Exactly. And you're not confident in yourself. Oh. Yeah. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Any other immediate red flags? I feel like those are my big ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) What about non-negotiables in like friendships or setting boundaries and things like that? I want intentional friendships. Like, I feel like I've grown past the convenience friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I want us to actually have substance to our friend group. Like, we were speaking about it earlier, and I was like, I don't want our only conversation as friends to be like, oh, how's the weather this week? Like, that's not a friendship to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what's going on with you, how you're feeling about things. Let's, like, talk about things, you mm-hmm. know, like, have real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And even when we were talking about it earlier, you were like, we don't have to talk every day. You don't have to think about me every day. But like when we do get together, what are we talking about then? Or what does catching up actually look like? And that is kind of an indicator of that kind of friendship. Yeah. Like I, yeah, we're, we're busy people. We're all adults. Like I don't need to be on your mind every day. No. (laughs) But, But yeah, if we, if I do run into you and everybody's like, oh, hey, like, how are you? Or how's this? But it's yeah. like, there's no actual substance to See, it. That, and I can't do that. Like, I'm not, a, I don't do the whole small talk without substance or reasoning behind it. Because yeah. that's, I don't like to waste time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if we're not getting somewhere actually talking about something meaningful, it's not, there's no point in having the conversation to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that you pointed out earlier too is like the friends that, can point out when you're not okay yes so when you do come into contact with them and they're kind of like yeah how are you and you're like oh i'm good and they're like oh perfect like how's been the-? Yeah. And like, I'm like you, didn't you clearly even- <laughs> didn't even care how i was <laughs> yeah you're not actually asking what's going on and what's new in my life and what's yeah. you want those friends who when you're like yeah i'm doing good you're like are you yeah how are you really doing yeah like, like oh you're doing good what's good in your life mm-hmm. oh like you're saying good but your body is telling me that you're not doing good so yeah. let's talk about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I like that. It's kind of like that green flag, red flag of like yes. friendships of like, mm, I clocked that. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like what you said about like outgrowing the convenience friendship. Yeah. Because I think that's such a hard thing to do and to change because we're also used to like being friends with everyone that's around us, like who we grew yeah. up with or just who's in our vicinity and like learning who our true friends are and sticking yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like something huge for me that I had to learn because I've never been someone that's like convenience because I have trust issues myself. So <laughs> if I'm being friends with someone, I'm very intentional about that friendship. Yeah. So losing those convenient friendships was harder for me. And that's when I realized like I can't do that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, for you, it's not convenience, but for them it no. is. Yeah. Like uh, on, on, an, on one of your episodes, you guys mentioned like treating a friendship like a relationship. That's how I treat my friendships. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's how like. I don't want to say you should because everybody does things differently, but you find the friends who also do that because then you guys will click. And because there are some friends who don't do that and it's not like a a value to them and they're going to mesh well with the other friends who also don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then let me ask you your non-negotiables then for things that you have learned in your past or like how you Hmm. got there. Some people have said some pretty funny things about like 
you know, they always carry duct tape with them because cockroaches or whatever, something funny. Or it could be something that's like, oh, I never leave the home without this because this happened. Or I never trust a person who says this because this happened or whatever. Um, My thing is, I like to say hi to everybody, even if it's just waving, even if it's just giving a smile at somebody on the street. Because that is sometimes all somebody needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Columbus has a huge homeless population and... I'll sit there and talk with the homeless people. Like, even if I don't have money or food and they're always like, yo, this is really useful. And like, thank you because like, we feel like humans. Yeah. What a concept. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes all you have to do is give somebody a higher smile and that like changes their bad day. Mm -hmm. So that's something I try to do every day. And it's not always received nicely. Some people are like, who is this person, et cetera. But I but that's probably their own baggage of yeah. people yeah. manipulating them. Yes. And making it seem like they want to help them and then yeah. either making a fool of them, something. So, like, that's their own. Yeah. Which is valid because yes. they've somehow been mistreated in that way. So they don't trust the good intentions. Exactly. But that is, like, a good, I guess, lesson in general is that doesn't mean that you have to change your heart. Exactly. Like, you mm-hmm. can keep treating people with kindness, but yeah. other people might not receive it well, but that's their own kind of yeah. fish to fry if that and makes sense at the end of the day i'm doing it because i feel good doing it mm-hmm. like i actually enjoy doing that thing so even if it's received poorly i still enjoy doing it mm-hmm. yeah and it can rewrite the narrative for people too that not all people are going to treat them poorly yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of like relationships where you think everybody's going to cheat on you or like yep. you have that trust issue so it's the same kind of thing like these folks anybody can just have any kind of trust issue in that regard yeah and i think some people do kind of take it personally or they get pissed because it's like well i was just trying to fucking be nice to you and it's like bro like <laughs> yeah, no. why do you have to take it that far mm-hmm. this person yeah. is just kind of dealing with their own thing you tried to be nice that's totally fine you just leave it just walk yeah. away we're all humans like we have our own experiences that cause us to feel a cer- certain type of way with some behaviors mm-hmm. like, yeah everybody has their own little like triggers and exactly. baggage and whatnot yeah okay anything else I feel like that's that's my big one. Like, my okay. big one is just... Like, my sixth grade teacher still sticks with me. <laughs> but she was always um, a proponent of, like, treating people how you want to be treated. Yeah. And, like, stand up for what's right even if you're standing alone. And, mm-hmm. like, I live by that. I try to. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I think you kind of just touched on it. It's something that you like live by. But the mm-hmm. next question we always ask people is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Uh, and who gave it to you? Or like why they gave <laughs> it to you? How does it play a role in your life? Yes. Uh, best piece of advice I ever got was actually from my girlfriend before she was my girlfriend. Um, we were sitting down having a heart to heart and she asked me, she's like, what purpose do like these people serve to you? I'm a chronic people pleaser, so I'm always concerned about the purpose I have in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. I always want to fix people's issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I never stop to think, well, like, are, are these people actually providing anything to my life? Or am I only giving them everything? Yeah. Because, again, you're pouring from your cup till it's empty and no one's pouring back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that stuck with me. And that honestly changed how I viewed my interactions with people. Hmm. Yeah. How, give us an example of like, not that you have to name names or anything like that, but has yeah. something happened from that being like, well, I actually 
I've decided to cut ties with folks oh, or I've yeah. decided not to let folks in or how yeah. has that impacted you? There were, there is a bunch of friends that like, um, they would come to me whenever they needed help with something. And the moment they got their help, they went ghost. Mm. And Ugh. I understand. Be- yeah. It's the worst. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand because I'm a people pleaser, I'm always going to pour more into people than they are to me. It's not a lack on their part. It's just who I am as a person. So I don't expect them to pour back equally into me, but Mm -hmm. I want you to give something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something. Your time, some concern, something. Um, Yeah. I think it, I'm kind of thinking of it, how you said earlier with friendships too, of like that intentional side of it. So even if, um, like you have friends that you don't talk to on a regular basis, but when you guys do catch up and everything's like normal and whatnot, yeah. I kind of look at stuff like that. I'm like, okay, even if I don't talk to this person for let's say three or four months, when I do catch up with them, is it because of something that they need? Yeah. Or is it because mm-hmm. of something they want? Yep. Or is it because we are genuinely catching up? Yeah. Is there ever like that give and take in this friendship or is it like we are just genuinely friends and we genuinely care about each other and we're catching up and we're just busy people or whatever? But does it feel like it's a give and a take or does it just feel like it's a give, give, give? Yeah. And like some friendships I had to cut off because I realized I, they only came to me when they needed things. And yeah. I'll offer my house to somebody if they have no roof. I'll empty my wallet for somebody if they, they need food. But like... Hold on. My freaking head <laughs> bones. If I have one more technical malfunction tonight... Do they disconnect? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's what kept happening to me last time. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't usually use these headphones, but. Off topic. <laughs> While you're fixing that, Tori um, passed her engineering exam. Yay! She's Good for her. An engineer. I listened to her episode today. <laughs> did you like it? Yes, I did. Hers was my second favorite episode. Oh, yeah. You, I can't hear it, but tell Alexis about the Cohen episode. Oh, yeah. Cohen's episode was by far my favorite. You guys doing that friend quiz was funny as hell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. I loved that episode. Yeah, and before I listened to that episode, I was like, oh, am I going to have to, like, censor myself? But then Cohen no. didn't in the slightest. No, so. no, no. We always, like, not that yeah. we're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. But, like, we're in passing. Yeah, it's you say words true That's yourself. the only word that feels right in exactly. this situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. As Omar would say, there's no bad words, just bad intentions with words. Facts. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes read the room. So there may be bad places. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I my I grew up in a household where I couldn't cuss. I still don't cuss around my parents. Mm-hmm. Um because like they're like, Oh, there's so many other words that you could use instead of that. But it doesn't feel right. You know? Yeah, you have to be able to get the emotion out with it too. Like if I wanna say yeah. fuck, there's a reason behind it exactly. rather than oh darn you know like and there's like something fuck there. holds a certain level of like energy yeah and aggression and like just excitement behind it you know yes it's like cathartic to like yell it out yes. yeah i fully support that <laughs> i also grew up not being able to cuss i am allowed to now like once i turned 21 they were like okay whatever but like 
for a really long time. Nice. I was like, do not say those words around me. And I was like, okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I still can't. I still can't in my house. Like, my older brother will let it slip occasionally, but I still don't. And mm-hmm. realistically, nothing could happen now, but it's been programmed. Yeah, <laughs> it's always in the back of your mind, like, oh, what if? Yeah. That's fair. That's very, very fair. I'm going to, hold on, my cat's at the door. I'm going to let her in. Go for it. Cool. <laughs> Are those wired? Yeah. yeah. And it's tangled. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how kids just grow up with Bluetooth everything now. I know. Like, give you a fucking cassette player that's attached to your headphones. Dude, yeah. kids these days are mean. I don't know how often you guys are around children, but they're not very nice. I try to minimize. <laughs> Because they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of assholes. Kind of. <laughs> they're so rude. Yeah, it should be. Wait, which phone do you have? The 15? Oh, Wonderful. Jesus fucking Christ, y'all. <laughs> I feel so, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, that's loud. Talk again. Hello. Hello? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Fucking third time's the charm. Yes, we got this. What were we talking about right before we... I don't fucking know. It was really uh, good, too. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, um, you were talking about... We were talking... Because um, I had... I'd asked you your best piece of advice, and I asked how it was, like, impacting your life. So you were saying oh, that, like, you... how I've dropped people. Yes. Because they were just using me for things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right there. Um, yeah, so um, I've dropped people in my past because they were the type of friends that were just using me for my resources. Either, mm-hmm. like, I'll house somebody if they, if they need a place to stay. I'll empty my wallet if it means that somebody else can, like, eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that some friends only came around when they needed those things. They mm-hmm. didn't actually care about the friendship and I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is valid. Yeah. I think that, like you said, you don't always have to give in the same exact way. Yeah. But you got to give something. Yeah. Yes. I just need something. Like, I, I, I understand that not everyone is capable of giving equal, like, a friendship just like a relationship both sides cannot always provide 100%. Some days one side is going to provide 100%, the other person the other person can only provide that 50% or yeah. that 25% because of whatever else they're going on. But I need a percent. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Give me, 0.5, give me yeah, something. Give me something <laughs> and I will say like oh, for example like our friendship I think is kind of I don't want to speak for you because you can be like, no mercy, you're a terrible friend. <laughs> but I think our friendship is like a good in- example of that. Yeah. We're like, we don't talk every day. No. We catch up. And when we catch up, we talk about deep shit. Exactly. We're like purely catching up. And then like a lot of times in college when we didn't hang out all the time, but like 
anytime that I was free and you had a show, like I was there. Yeah. And like, cause I want to support you in the things that you do. Yeah. And I've never like asked you for anything. You've never asked me for anything. Like we're just genuinely good friends, yeah. but we're also not the like every Tuesday night we have wine night or like, yeah. it's not like that mm-hmm. constant hanging out. And I think that's important because I guess knowing what you're able to give and then trying to find, like we said earlier, friendships that kind of can give the same thing. Yeah helps you to not have those like either high expectations or getting disappointed because i've definitely had friendships where like i'm i'm like wanting something and they're just not going to give it to me and it sucks but at the same time like that's just not what they're able to give and so sometimes i've also had friends that can they can get upset of maybe that i'm not giving what they want and i'm like well i'm busy like i'm i work but like i'll be there for those big moments like i'll be at your fucking show like i'll like be there for you but maybe it's not in the way that you need and that's also valid and you're allowed to like if we aren't able to be friends anymore because you're not getting what you need out of it kind of like a a relationship is like we have different love languages we have different things and that doesn't mean that anybody was like bad to anybody or you're mad at anyone or they're shitty it's just like you're not filling my cup in the way that i really need my cup filled or maybe you are and like that's perfect but (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's like a it's a hard balance with relationships and friendships of like finding that person that can give you what you need and like you're able to give them what they need and it's like a good balance yeah and that like for me is where that communication thing comes in yeah it's like i can communicate out of a friendship this is what i'm looking for oh like you're capable of providing that too oh you need this oh i can give that too Mm -hmm. wonderful friendship oh yeah yeah because i agree with you like we don't we don't talk every day we don't need to mm-hmm. like we'll have moments where we run into something and it's like oh i thought about you here let me shoot a text like that mm-hmm. to me is a great friendship mm-hmm. i'm curious of your um if this has impacted you like what this advice did for you in this kind of situation but in the ways that you've had friends that maybe they weren't giving you what you mm-hmm. needed were you able to i guess communicate that and be like hey this is what i'm looking for and then were they just straight up like sorry i can't give that to you or like were they more like yeah and then they just like kept not doing it yeah so i had some friends that are like oh my god yeah i'll 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 be more intentional i can do x y and z but they didn't Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna ask you a billion times because then i'm spending our friendship asking you to provide me more Mm -hmm. like so some of them i couldn't others we we have plans it's like oh you need to check in at least once a month all right let's get it scheduled like so i've got friends where we we schedule out calls because that's what they need for the friendship Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh you communicated that with me i'm more than willing to meet you there oh yeah Um, but some friends they say they will but if you're not intentional about those friendships or about keeping those bonds they won't and there's a difference between not being able to and choosing not to Mm-hmm. yeah we've talked about the whole like if he wanted to he would mm-hmm. and it's we also talked about an episode though with like an asterisk of like if he wanted to he would if you communicated it to him yeah like once you have made that clear and you're yeah. like hey this is what i need or this is what i would like yeah then it's like if he wanted to he would yeah but you can't assume that everybody's going to read your mind and know what you need and know yeah. what you want out of a relationship or a friendship or anything like that and then be mad when these people aren't meeting your imaginary yeah. expectations that you've never communicated <laughs> yeah. but if you communicate them and these people are just like going out of their way to be like no <laughs> yeah like what at what point yeah do you have to just kind of walk away from that yeah and i i agree wholeheartedly like if he wanted to he would but he has to know mm-hmm. he has to know 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he has to be capable of doing it. Because if you were like, oh, he's going to buy me all these fancy things. If he wanted to, he would. If he's let's barely paying his rent. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, let's just be a little, little more... I don't even know what the word... I guess realistic is just the better yeah. word. Yeah. It's like, what are you able to give? And I think, aside from money, it's also like, hey, I need you in my relationships. I really want friendships. I, I want to text you all day, every day. And then having to be like, I cannot give you that. Yeah. And it's not that I hate your guts and I never want to talk to you. Yeah. But like, I'm just not mentally able to text you all day, every day and yeah. be like, okay, in my own self. And so I think that's okay of being clear in your communications of what you need. But then also on the flip, if someone does communicate something to you, you should also be honest of whether or not you're able to provide that for them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try it and fail, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like be like, hey. I'm working at it. Exactly. Something. Yeah. Instead of just being like, let's just never talk about it again. But if you're like, yeah. hey, I'm actively working on this. I'm still struggling. Give me give me another chance. Something. But yeah. like you said, something is better than nothing. So like that 1% yeah. that maybe – which we learned from Atomic Habits that Ped did not read. I did not. Or myself, so I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what we learned from that is like getting 1% better every day. So it's not yeah. like you have to just go from zero to 100 and like snap your fingers and overnight I'm like the best friend you've ever asked for. It's a, it's a work in progress. And I think that with relationships and friendships, it takes effort and it's a constant effort. It's a constant choice to make that effort. Yeah. Yeah. To like be there and support people in your life and some days it's harder and yeah you can only give that 20 percent. but then some days it's going to be like i'm giving you my all and then some days i'm like i only got one percent today yeah. but it's all communication it is it always goes mm-hmm. back to communication wow <laughs> i think um alexis and i were talking about this the other day of like my own things that i'm doing right now with friends and whatnot of like communicating my needs and wants and then them not getting met. Mm-hmm. And it's rough. It's like, it's one of those things that is easier said than done. Yeah. To like walk away from or to like draw that line in the sand yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Because like you said, you're all in. Like for yeah. you, it's not convenience. I dedicated my time and life and like years to this friendship. So I would rather not have to pull away mm-hmm. from it. And so it's like, I. I'm in that same boat right now. And that's why I want to ask like what you have done kind of like in that advice thing. Cause like, I know, I know what the right answer is, but then it's like, it's so hard <laughs> yeah, cause you don't want to walk away from that because yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you put so much into it. Like there's, it's intentional. It's, yeah. there's love behind it. And like exactly. the friendship platonic way, but like there's love behind it. And then you communicate things and then you're not, it, it just doesn't yeah. happen. It, it It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Like, because Again, I treat friendships like a relationship, so I mourn those friendships. Like it's like I'm breaking up with a friend, and it's gonna be hard. But at the same time, you can't keep moving your boundaries for people who refuse to even acknowledge them. Yeah, you, you have to leave. We need a whole episode on friendship breakups. I was yes. just thinking that. I was like, we need to do something on friendship breakups. Have you, Alexis, had to deal with anything like that? Yeah, I was actually thinking when you were talking about how you like have given so much to people and they only come to you in times of need that I've had a lot of people do that to me where I had to realize like they never even asked me how I was like never once asked how my day was never once asked how I was doing they could care less about what was going on in my life but I was always there for them and what was going on in theirs and I 
thought that it was friendship, but it wasn't. And in the end, it was just like using up all the energy I had to give to someone that wasn't refilling my cup back. And so I've definitely had those experiences because I will give to anybody like at any point and having to learn like maybe that's not the best thing to do for myself and for them because it enables them to just, you know, not work towards themselves and growing on their own too. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a hard struggle because it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning though where you don't want to let other people like change your heart. Mm-hmm. so it's also hard to not kind of carry that baggage with you and being like okay I'm gonna stop pouring into people because nobody gives it back to me and like you want to you kind of have that like moment of spite or like that you're just oh, I'm so sick of this but then I, I personally don't want to be like that I'm like I don't want to let other people ruin my heart I don't want to let other people change the way that I love and the way that I like treat my friends but then it's hard not to carry that baggage with you when you're yeah. constantly being like like undervalued and unappreciated and taken advantage of or like whatever that is and it's a hard mental battle because like you want to protect yourself but then it's also like if I protect myself I'm also not opening myself up to opportunities where I can find those meaningful connections and friendships yeah so yeah I'm trying to think of I wish I had a hack for that (laughs) yeah it there's no good hack that I found if you find one let me know but like I've come to a realization that because we are the type of people that like to pour into people, there's always going to be a risk of someone taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's good to have a support system or a group of true friends, real people that you can go to each other and you know you're each pouring into each other's cup, not because you have to, but because you actually enjoy doing it for that person. Yeah. And once you have those, you, you won't really need the other connections as much so if you communicate those boundaries or communicate those things that you need in order to not feel used by these people if they keep using you it'll be easier to walk away Mm -hmm. um and if you communicate it sooner Mm -hmm. it'll be a lot easier to walk away because you've dedicated less time to the friendship yeah that's what i was about to say the only hack i can come up with is like knowing your boundaries beforehand and like staying so true to them and not not budging because yeah. I, I think because Cohen's home. I can hear them just barking away. Yeah, <laughs> oh, be careful. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's just their little booties. <laughs> Baby. But I think, like, if you are hard in your boundaries and then you really feel them wholeheartedly, then it might be easier to stick to them. Because I think sometimes we might make boundaries, but you don't – if they don't have, like, a true meaning to you or you don't kind of see the importance of them, you might be more likely to sway in them. Like, if you're like, yeah, I want someone who, like, supports me. I think – it's kind of like setting goals. If you're not specific in your boundaries, it's going to be so easy to like that field goal is going to move. So if you're just like, I want supportive friends. Okay, but what does that look like to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you need to be supported? What do you want? Or like what cup? And what exactly is that cup labeled in terms of support? Because Pet and I were also talking earlier about like love languages with each other. But like 
quality time to someone looks different to someone else. So like yeah. my quality time cup could be completely filled while someone else's is completely empty because to them what we did wasn't quality time to them, but for me it was. And like yeah. vice versa. So it's also that with friendships and stuff. So unless you're really specific in your boundaries and you know what you want, and you know what it's going to look like, that's the only way that you're going to be able to like hold people accountable to those things. Yeah. And the sooner you do it, the better, like you said. And sometimes it's it's hard and you don't know until you get into a situation where you're like, actually, I don't fucking like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to make it seem like you should know all your boundaries right now and your list of 10 non-negotiables, yeah. like your 10 commandments. Like yeah. you find those out by trying and you find those out by getting into, unfortunately, bad friendships and relationships. Yeah. And you find out that you don't like that or you find out that that's not what you need. So you kind of have to like fall to no you gotta like trip to run and like (laughs) so it sucks on that end but i think if you look at it with that viewpoint of um like growth and opportunity of like yeah this friendship ended but i learned that i need more support verbally or whatever the fuck that may be like i want people who are going to show up to my shows for example or like i want people who watch all my youtube videos like whatever that fucking looks like and you can make up your own fucking rules because it's your friendship and your boundaries and there will be people that would adhere to them. And kind of like with relationships, like your standards are never too high. Yeah. You you will find someone that will do the things that you want mm-hmm. in yeah. friendships and relationships. I agree. Absolutely. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I liked that one. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So our last little part of this is a notable quotable. So at the end of every episode, we bring a little notable quotable to the to the end of the podcast. Um, it could be like a quote of yours, a song lyric, anything that motivates you, inspires you, or keeps you going. Um, something that you kind of like turn to often to either guide you through life or get you through hard times, or whatever. So being our guest, mm-hmm. you have our notable quotable for us. Um, so I saw this thing, I think it was on a video on Instagram, but it was basically like dreaming is easy but are you willing to do the work uh, when that path is placed in front of you? Um, I'm like, I believe in manifesting things. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but it's not just going to be thrown in your lap. Like the path to get there is going to be placed in front of you. You still have to be intentional about doing the work to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think assuming that just all these doors are going to open and like opportunities are going to like fall in your lap is true to an extent. You have to have done the work to be ready for those opportunities yeah. to fall in your mm-hmm. lap. But then also, yeah, when that door opens, like, you can't, you have to walk through it. Yeah, you It's have not to just happening around you. You got to help it and make it happen and, like, work towards it. Because I 100% agree with, like, the manifestations. But I think sometimes I hate seeing some TikToks or whatever that are just like, yeah, if you just, like, say this three times and, like, you do this <laughs> and, like, all this stuff will happen to you. And I'm like... There's a little bit more to it, okay? Yeah. We gotta like, we gotta yeah. still work for it. You can't just be like, I want to be a CEO, and then never start a business, read a book, like yeah. know how to do it. Like you have to invest in yourself to also help do those things. Yeah. So you have to do the work to be ready for those opportunities, and that's the hard work. Everybody wants the end goal, but do you want to do the steps that get you there? Yeah, yeah, that, I I agree wholeheartedly. I, like, we live in in a place where we have the ability to dream about things and see it happen but you have to work Mm -hmm. you have to work otherwise this dream that you have is not going to work anyway because you're going to get there and not know how to do it Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, because an opportunity could, someone could just come on the street and be like, hey, do you want to run my business? And you're like, yeah. Oh my God, I've been manifesting this. Okay, now you have the job. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Show me how. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to know what to do. You got to be prepared. You got to invest in yourself and you have to like figure it out to an extent and then be ready when those opportunities come, which I think is exciting. I like that part of like manifestation of like prepping yeah. for those kinds of things. And uh, a lot of the things that I do, people would say, and I even, when I tell the stories, it's kind of like, it just fell into my lap. Like, I don't know. I just kind of like walked into it. Like, I don't even know. I don't remember how the fuck I got with the magazine. Like they, they found me or something like that. Cause I was posting videos and they're like, Hey, we'd love your help. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like got into Trek and I was their door girl. Literally the automatic door was turned off and I opened it and closed it for COVID. And now all of a sudden I'm like the district manager for their events and social media. Because I was ready when yeah. someone asked yeah. me, like, hey, would you like to help us yeah. do something? And I was like, most definitely. You already did all the work beforehand yeah. to prep for that moment that you were waiting for. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, what? I'm just like, ready. And so I'm constantly trying to attract all that energy, but also, like, those opportunities. And I do believe in the whole, like, showing up for the job that you want. And so a lot of people could see that I could be doing more than just the door girl. But yes. I applied. I knew I was just going to be the door girl. But, like, then everybody else was like, wow, she has really great organizational skills. She really is able to keep a cool, calm, and collected, blah, 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 blah. All these little things because I showed up every day mm-hmm. more than my job. Yes. Not to say the door girl wasn't anything. That shit was – I hated that job. <laughs> more so because it was hard because it was in the middle of COVID and everybody was cussing me out about masks. <laughs> but, like, something as small as that could be your, like, tipping point that you don't know. Yeah. And I think that's exciting. And even, like, now being with Trek – it's so many opportunities have happened just because I, as some people would say, like I, I post silly little pictures on Instagram. I post silly little videos and I'm like, yeah, the silly little videos have gotten me so many opportunities mm-hmm. yeah. and it's fun to just be ready for it. And I've never really had to, well, I was about to, I'm about to contradict myself. Cause I'm say, I've never really had to like work for those positions, but I already did. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just fell into my lap, yeah. quote unquote. But that's because, yeah, I put the work in before. Yeah, you were yeah. ready. You were ready when the opportunity present, presented itself. You had already done all the work. Mm. I would yeah. almost argue that the intention of what you wanted was set and you were able to shape your environment to fit that intention. Mm-hmm. So, cause like, I like that. With Trek, yeah. it didn't just fall into your lap, but you knew what you wanted. You had the environment in your hands and you shaped it to what you needed it to be for yourself. Well, especially with that because... The position that I have now does did not exist before me. I created this position. They did not have one before, but they were able yeah, to see kind of what I could bring to the table. And I like how you kind of word it is because I also pitched myself every day by being who I was or showing them my skill sets and like putting myself in the environments and like shaping that around. And they're like, wow, this we could really use utilize this and mm-hmm. let's just try it. And I'm like, let's fucking try it. And then you still had to put the work in and I had to make it happen. But like, I didn't apply for that position because it didn't fucking exist. I created it. Yeah. That's fucking badass. Yes, it is. Go off. So go do badass (laughs) shit, people. Yes. Like, you never know when that quote unquote, because there's nothing wrong with being a quote unquote door girl. But like, there's nothing wrong with doing any what you think is a minuscule job because so many other things could happen from that. And there's so many jobs that don't exist right now that could be your dream job. Yeah. Yeah. Because even just something stupid as like YouTuber, like when I started my YouTube channel in middle school, 
YouTubers didn't exist. Yeah. You didn't make money off shit. It was Justin Bieber posting videos for his grandma in Florida. Like, that's what YouTube was. Mm -hmm. I was posting videos to embed the video in my blog. (laughs) Nobody was doing YouTube. And then now I'm making money off YouTube. Yeah. So, like, that shit didn't exist. And also with, like, social media. Like, social media marketers didn't exist. You didn't have, like, copywriters. You didn't have, like, all these positions and jobs that didn't exist 10, 5 years ago, even 3 years ago. So, like, if you feel a little discouraged by where you're at, either, like, academically or professionally, like, you have no idea what's in store because so many things might not even exist right now that is going to be, like, right up your alley and that opportunity is going to fall in your lap and you have to be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Miley Cyrus just won her first Grammy. Yes, she did. Which is also (laughs) mind-boggling. She's, like, an icon. I don't know. I'm so... That's also, like, shitty. Yeah. It's great that she finally did, but also I I have a problem with the fact that she just did. Yeah, it took too long. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. I like your notable quotable. Thank I do too. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any closing remarks for the people? Any words of wisdom or any comments? I feel like a teacher. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Like- <laughs> uh, be intentional. Just be intentional. If you if you you say you want something, don't just say you want it and then wait for it to happen. Like mm-hmm. you have to do the steps in order to make it happen. Whether it's Oh, I want to see a friend. Don't keep saying, oh, yeah, we'll meet up for coffee. And no one ever meets up for coffee. If you really want to do it, be intentional about actually planning it and making it happen. I really like everything that you said. I feel like (laughs) you brought a lot of, like, both, like, self-awareness and authenticity to this episode. And, like, everything that you said I could tell was, like, very well thought out and experienced, especially with, like, the relationships of, like, needing communication needing open-mindedness and all of these things like are just values that people know that they want but put aside and I like that it's in the forefront of what you are looking for and pushing for so thank you for that thank you yes we enjoyed having you as a little (laughs) guest you're our first no wait I was about to say guy guest but we had AJ so and but Cohen. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, and Cohen. I forgot about Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do a happy hour yet. No, he didn't. Yeah. He was just a, like another guest, which obviously we'll have to get Cohen on to do happy hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because we had AJ on for happy hour and then he came on for another episode because these obviously happy hours are all the same questions. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to have you back and maybe we could do a little friendship breakup episode. Yeah. I would love to be back anytime you want to have me. Oh, let's unpack <laughs> yeah. that friendship breakup episode. Oof. Hey, I'm ready. (laughs) I don't know if I'm mentally ready. I need to, like, say my feelings. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. That's all right. Feelings are meant to be felt, yeah. Yeah. I, like, disassociated for, like, three seconds. (laughs) Yeah, versus just, like, for anyone that's not able to see what we're doing, she was just staring (laughs) off into space for a minute. (laughs) It's okay. I'm okay. But I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this episode was that. And I always knew I'm like that, I guess. But in my, like, I don't know what word it would be. But half of me was always kind of thinking that I'm the only person who does it like that, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times you have experiences where you feel like you're the only person. Or, like, this yeah. nobody else has to deal with this. Yeah. And so half of me was always just, like, I feel like nobody else talks about pouring so much into, like, like we talk about it in relationships yeah but like i feel it so much heavier in friendships as well yeah 
And I haven't really talked to anyone else who has said it the way that I feel as well in terms of like you treat them like relationships or like you want them to be treated like relationships and they're intentional. And everybody has, again, their own baggage and things that they bring to the table. But I guess for me, it was probably if I'm unpacking my own little trauma, but like (laughs) Because I moved around a lot, like especially at Worcester, for example, like I already was not getting attached to people because I, I couldn't yeah. mm-hmm. because I knew that I was going to be leaving. And like this isn't just some silly little game for me. Yeah, because it's real. Like it's real time. It's real effort you're pouring in. Yeah. And I think it's even more backhanded of like friendships, I guess, that like treat you shitty than like a relationship. And that might, again, is my own little thing. But I'm like, I would if if Cohen, for whatever reason, didn't give me all my love languages or something for like even just three months, like I would, I'd be so understanding because we like do all these things. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like friendships, I wouldn't say they're higher on my list than a relationship, but I kind of, you didn't read, did you read Loveless Mm-mm. with us? Oh my God. <laughs> but like Georgia, for example, in the book, she found out that she was asexual. And mm-hmm. so she was going through this whole thing and also figuring out that like, she thought she could just never love anyone. And then, like, kind of the whole premise of the book is, like, you can love without, like, being in a relationship. And she realized yeah. how, like, important her friends were to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I do love. And I love my friends like no other. And, like, I related so hard to that. But, like, I also am in relationships because I'm not asexual but like <laughs> or aromantic. <laughs> but, like, I love my friends and I love all those things. And, like, I truly want what's best for them. And I truly am, like, I hype them up. Like, I'm commenting yeah. on every photo. Like, I want I want to be at the shows. Like, I want to completely support them like you're my partner. Yeah. And it does hurt when it's not returned. But yeah. then I know, like, the rational person in me is, like, everybody has different love languages. And I know they don't mean it maliciously. It's just, like, that's just not their vibe. And that's just not what they're able to give me. And I, it's just, like, the begging. of like, I just want you to give it to me. Like, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, bro. I'm going mm-hmm. through it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's needed. Like, I think that's what makes friendship so important to us is because we have so much love for our friends. Like, I want to cry at your success. Like, I want to mm-hmm. I want to be there. I want to support you. Like, and I want you to know that I love you and care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people don't hold friendships that high. Friendships are just something that's convenient. So when mm-hmm. you're someone who... Friendships are like real. It's a real bond. I'm making real memories with you that I want to last a while. Mm-hmm. It's harder. Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> yeah. My journal is going to hear it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have fun on your very first podcast? You said I you've never did. done anything like this. Yes, I've never done anything like this. And I have social anxiety, so I was definitely nervous in the beginning. Oh, couldn't even but tell. But you're just like talking to us. You killed it. It's... Look, I know you, and I know that the the Discord, and I know people who listen. There's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. You know, yeah, but like we're all a little happy family. Yes. This is mm-hmm. a safe space. Yeah. It felt nice. I'm happy. Good. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for yeah coming over and being authentic and vulnerable with us yeah and everybody else like you said all these people (laughs) (laughs) it's much appreciated and a lot of people everybody's like favorite episodes are usually like our let's unpack that in happy hours because it i think it helps to just hear that nobody's alone because at some point you're going to hear a guest that you connect with like so hard yeah and that's like what we're hoping to do is just have like so many guests that we can touch every listener Mm -hmm. and like 
make an impact on people and let them know that they're not alone. Because Alexis and I can't speak for every person who listens to this. We haven't right. experienced all the things that all of our listeners have experienced. Yeah. So like we can only bring our experiences to the table. And as much as that's great and everybody loves, or you should <laughs> love hearing us talk every week, but like you want to hear from people that you can connect with. And yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of our main goal of like this happy hour and whatnot. So it's much appreciated that you shared your experiences with everyone. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, should I close this out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Ped, for being on the podcast. And I genuinely appreciate everything that you said. You make me excited for my brain to finish developing. Um, so thank you for that. And How I, old are you? 24. No. I know. And I was <laughs> listening to everything he said. And I was like, wow. When I have a full brain... <laughs> I'm going to take this away with me and run with it. Because it was all so good. I could tell that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I, I really appreciated everything that you said. And like Marissa just said, I feel I kind of like feel doomed. My brain's already developed. Nah. Oh. There's well, always development. I wasn't going to say it, so. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. JK, JK. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we're your hosts, Marissa, Alexis, and Ped. And we love you guys. And Ped, we're excited to have you back on in the future. And, okay, that's it. Goodbye. Oh, wait. Oh, Give everybody, you gave them your photography Instagram. Oh, Give yeah, them, yeah. how else can they find you? Your music, everything. Ooh. My music Instagram is Sai the Musician. That's S-A-I the Musician. Okay. I love it. Everybody go stream him. <laughs> yeah. When you actually drop new fucking music. Yes, I will. Okay. I will be dropping this year. I promise. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. Ted, say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>